Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Hooray for Homicide, which is episode three from season one and originally aired on October 28th, 1984. And this episode was written by Robert. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) the one the only 24 apps what have we watched murder at the oasis a lady in the lake who threw the barbitals and mrs fletcher's chowder murder through the looking glass benedict arnold slipped here what you don't know can kill you family doctor unwilling witness big show of 1965 and love and hate and cabot co (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we're on a roll. Now, I think Megan asked this last time, but how many have we watched or should we check? Did you, did we know? I thought we did talk about it last time that we've watched, we think like half of his. Okay. So we, we, this is our 11th, I think, Van Skoik episode. There are 20, 24 in total. Thank you. So we are almost halfway, but it is weird because it's like, how have we had some of those were from the random number generator like there was no there's no reason we should have covered so many but um yeah so this is the third episode it's the first one that's not the two-parter like pilot basically um I think that's right um isn't it Megan because the death of Sherlock Holmes is part one is episode one and part two is episode two do we think it's weird because on imdb it says this is the third one but then when i went on peacock it said there like birds of a feather was before this i don't know oh okay it might have been anyways i mean we're still in the in the ethan years i know and ethan's only in four so we've seen him in hit run homicide already anyways okay so Jessica is in Cabot Cove along with her friend Captain Ethan Cragg, who is played by Claude Aikens. And she gets a call from her friend Agnes to say that her book is being mentioned on the television, The Corpse Dance at Midnight. So she turns on the television only to find out that Schlock producer Jerry Lidecker, played by John Saxon, has turned, has adapted her book into a movie that is going to be all about sex teens and violence and jessica is not happy about that so she Mm -hmm. hops on the first plane to los angeles to give him what for she uh consults with marty stringberg played by lyle wagner who's an attorney out there and he assigns norman lester played by ron palillo to her case to help her look into this she then visits the set to try to talk to lidecker where she also meets the guy who adapted the book in the first place, Alan Gebhardt, played by James MacArthur, the costume designer, Marta Quintessa, played by Samantha Egger, the director, Ross Haley, played by John Astin, and the, and the stars, Eve Crystal, played by Melissa Sue Anderson, and Scott Bennett, played by Morgan Stevens. So Eve and Jerry Lidecker are in a romantic relationship. Jerry Lidecker had been formerly with Marta Quintessa. Eve might be cheating on Jerry Lidecker with Scott Bennett, her co-star. And there's a lot of toings and froings. A lot of people aren't very happy with Jerry Lidecker. Ross Haley, it was his project originally, and he's sort of been cut out. 
Alan Gebhardt's unhappy because the script that he put together is being ignored and it's all turning into this big sort of silly movie. And so what happens is uh, while Jessica's at the set, she finds Jerry Lidecker's body after she's gone to apologize because she finds out that he does have the rights to it because she gave her rights away in the contract that she signed with her publisher for The Corpses of Midnight. So there's a lot of back and forth about who it could be and everybody has a motive and Jerry Lidecker wasn't really very well liked. And it turns out it was actually Eve Crystal, the actress, because she was trying to protect Scott Bennett because Jerry had found out they were potentially dating each other and she and he wanted Scott kicked off the show and apparently this was going to be his big break. So Eve tried to protect it. But the really sad thing is that Scott didn't even seem to really care about her that much and kind of blew her off at the end. So it's it's sort of a sad episode, even though it's got all the fun of kind of Hollywood kind of B movies. Anyways, our fun facts for this episode. Glynis, you called this actually. Jessica reveals in this episode that the B in J.B. Fletcher stands for Beatrice. The, t- the second one is the title comes from the song Hooray for Hollywood which was first featured in the movie Hollywood Hotel in 1937 and has been used in numerous events celebrating movies, the capital of movie making and the Academy Awards ceremony. The first episode of the series uh, to use a musical score underneath the opening preview sequence. So that's this one. And the outside shot of the police station at about 30 minutes is the same station often seen in the Hunter series from 1984 to 1991, starring Fred Dreyer which I've not heard of and I don't know who that is. Well, now I have to look it up. I've never even heard of it. (laughs) And now I just, all I'm thinking is, hooray for Hollywood. (laughs) Hollywood. Yeah. Anyways. So we're in Hollywood. So weirdly we have just been in Beverly Hills in our last week's episode. And now. And more chat about jet lag. (laughs) (laughs) you loving that glennis you loving all that jet lag chat the journey is not that far (laughs) like i feel like there have been other southern california or california episodes the springs yeah yeah and i have nary nary a mention of the jet lag exactly ashley of jet lag (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, maybe because this was such an early one, she's still sort of an inexperienced. But then she gets jet lag a few seasons later. No, you're right. And she causes the whole episode with her sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're okay, right. A description. <laughs> I also like that it's gone from like, <laughs> the one before is so glamorous and everything's so high-end and the houses and everything and this is just like you know I mean it is Hollywood it is movie making and her hotel room is super nice but it's nowhere near the level that she's then at a few years later visiting her good friend the A-list magazine so <laughs> This is the seedy underbelly. <laughs> it just sort of feel like that. And I I was both jealous of and infuriated by the pool house or the, sorry, the beach. Oh, I like the beach house. I liked it too. But Glynis had a point where she was like, it's too dark. And I was like, I agree. They have this beautiful beachfront property and they put like this dark, dark, dark interior and wood and stuff around it. And you're like, 
it should be light and breezy. It kind of made right, it feel and like a glass, little... like everywhere, not this like, yeah, like I don't know, like the heavy people. wood. Yeah. Oh, when they walked into the kitchen, that's the maybe that was the thing at the time. It probably was. And listen, I wouldn't say no to it. I, you know, uh, far be it for me to turn up my nose up at like a really nice beachfront property, but it's like it. It did feel, it made it feel, I think, a little seedier than I think it maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make sense. No, no. I I mean, I liked it. I I thought it was like pretty cool. And yeah, I liked it. I, I, I guess I, I thought of it more as like a mountain cabin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> it wasn't very light and airy is what I'm trying to say. Like you want it to have a kind of like a blue and white, like kind of nautical aesthetic. Yeah, don't no, you? I, kind I, of... I get it. It also seems though of the time, like seventies, late seventies, early eighties, like a lot of heavy wood paneling and then mm. cold, like terracotta tile oh my god yeah i love the outdoor shower too yeah <laughs> i know i love the outdoor shower i did like all the um <laughs> seat pads everywhere which i thought was quite fun because it's like you're gonna have a party there like you've accepted it that's great <laughs> like I mean, that. <laughs> yeah and i i liked the scenes at the beach house like the final scene though i just it made me laugh when Jessica's like, let me give my toast. And she's like, to Ross Haley, a man um, wrongfully accused. And then Marta Quintessa's just like, okay, I gotta go. (laughs) She's like, I don't want to be here for this, whatever this has become. Also, Marta Quintessa is like the best name ever. (laughs) (laughs) Think what's her real name? (laughs) (laughs) Marta Quintessa surely is not her. I like to live in a world where I think it is. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Who are you? Also, to say? I love that she didn't even know her really and is like, oh, I'll let you on the studio lot. Like, no problem. I know she had the world's biggest hat on her head as well. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, I'd love to have a hat like that. <laughs> I really like that hat. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I'm going to. I I don't mean to like oversimplify things here, but I would love to have a conversation about the movie. So the the combination of Halloween, Porky's and Flashdance. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Yeah, I wrote that down too. (laughs) So this is a movie that's a combination of Halloween, Porky's and Flashdance, which Mm -hmm. is like, okay, Halloween, you know, bona fide horror classic. But like low budge, sure. Like um, the, when it was made, or maybe not low budget, but kind of, I think it was kind of an independent movie or something when it was mm. made. Um, Porky's, you know, and <laughs> Flashdance. But it's like, I, you can never quite, so they keep saying it's schlocky, but you never, but then also everybody's like, this is people's big break. This mm-hmm. is Ross Haley's chance back into Hollywood. This is Eve Bennett's big break. This is uh, Scott, Oh, sorry, Eve Crystal, this is Scott Bennis, but great. And it's like, is the movie meant to be good or not? Or is it just that it's going to be so popular that it doesn't matter? Like, I never could get a handle on it. I thought that's what Leidecker kind of said to her was, kind. Of, oh, well, he says he 
he didn't even read the book and he only got it because he liked the name <laughs> yeah oh yeah and he because he says she's like in my book God, what, what's her Wait, name? Like, Jenny is Johnny, the, yeah, like, the 10 year old son of a Baptist priest. <laughs> 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 that brings me to a funny point. This is throwing Susanna under the bus. Ooh. She was like, Why is everyone dancing? We, <laughs> the final dance scene. And Glennis went, Glennis went, it's because it's called The Corpse Danced at Midnight. I was like, Oh, <laughs> that whole scene in the graveyard with like the neon lights and like all that stuff happening I found really entertaining it was so entertaining I also I wrote down a his the guy's description of it where he's like psychotic killer throws a flamethrower on a group of break dancers <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah like I would totally watch that movie and like the scene where she's in her majorette uniform. I'm like, what, what is happening? But that's the other thing. It's like, they have all this money to redo all the costumes that she doesn't like. And it's like, how can this movie that seems to be, let's be honest, like not very good. This is why Jessica's come out to put a stop to it. But it's like, how is that then going to be everybody's big break? Like, I, I just couldn't quite get a feel for like, is the movie because the movie seems so silly like the bits we've seen of it is them hooking up in the graveyard and then all the tombstones coming to light with all the neon and like corpses dancing around which i get to glennis's point now feels obvious but it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like is how is this but then maybe it's like nightmare on elm street is that before this or probably around the same time and actually john saxon who plays gary lydecker is also in nightmare on elm street oh he is yeah he's also in the 70s version of black christmas which i've never seen that i i would really like to see i think it's real dark but it's meant to be great it's yeah just, so this, i yeah yeah i mean it it's a wild movie but i mean a lot of horror movies in the 80s were pretty nuts I guess that's right. And I guess big stars did come out of that. Like you have um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis coming out of Halloween, yep. you know, and uh, Porky's, I don't know if there were any stars that came out of that, but Flashdance, obviously you have um, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer oh, Beals. Beals. Sorry, I was going to say Beals and then I was like, I'm getting confused between Jennifer Beals and um, Jessica Beals. Beals. <laughs> I was like, that can't be right. Oh, sorry. I was going to say Jennifer Love Hewitt. So oh, actually, Tim, Tim Charles and Porky's, the first Porky's. And so is, okay, I he plays, okay, he's been in a couple murders she wrote that we've seen. Um, he's in the one with Emma Sams where they're at the ski retreat. Oh, yeah. And he's in, um, Oh my gosh, sorry, let me find oh, it. Oh, is he in the Irish one? Is he the is he Patrick? Yes, 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 yes. And he's in an egg to die for. We've his name's Cyril O'Reilly. Sadly, yeah. we've seen all of his episodes, but Patrick. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> How can we forget? Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess these Petrie. are like <laughs> these teen movies do make because like obviously if it's um 
Nightmare on Elm Street, which I sort of thought might have been later, but that's um, Johnny Depp was in that. Yeah, uh, I think I think around the same time. All these teen horror movies. Yeah, and like they were all like a lot of sex stuff. A lot. And like, I guess the best remembered ones are the ones that maybe like Halloween and stuff that had some, I don't know, yeah. stronger, to know. <laughs> performances. Yeah, also, as we're talking, I'm like, I know Murder, She Wrote doesn't go for that vibe, but that one ski one where they're stuck in the blizzard, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. gave off like a very like slasher vibe, like potential for like a slasher vibe, like young people. You're Especially right. Especially since that one did have, I think, three people got killed. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. Loads of people yeah. died in that one. You know what's funny is like, I guess now I, that I'm thinking about it and now that we're talking about it, it's like, is this how older people view teen horror movies? That to them, it's just all a bunch of corpses dancing in a neon <laughs> graveyard. At midnight. And, they, at midnight, and they're like, they're like, what is going on? It was meant to be an innocent 10-year-old little boy of a Baptist priest is now Jenny, a 21-year-old. Yeah. Jenny was, I just love the part two in the beginning where um, I think she's talking to Lyle Wagoner and she says, Jenny was Johnny and he didn't take his shirt off in 200 pages. No, she does. <laughs> I've never written one book like that. Like she's, you know, mm-mm. Yeah, Johnny didn't take his shirt off in 200 pages. (laughs) I mean, like the hubris to like go to Hollywood and like try to stop them from like, like without reading the contract first to like make sure you have it. That's the part I thought was pretty funny was that it did turn out she was wrong. And then the the secretary had heard her make all these threats. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) that was great. And I had a quote from her, from Jessica, where she says, Good heavens, I think I'm under arrest. (laughs) (laughs) We have another Jimmy Hoffa joke as well. Yeah, we do. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. We got to have a Jimmy Hoffa. (laughs) Yeah, because she's trying to look for the gold button and he goes, did you find Jimmy Hoffa too? Right. He's sassy. God, Jimmy Hoffa was was fodder for jokes for like, two decades that's so dark (laughs) it's so dark did jack nicholson play hoffa in like a tv movie or a a movie i'm not sure now that does sort of sound familiar he does oh god no i can't remember sorry jack (laughs) nicholson that's okay it was a 1992 film so just if anyone with Armand DeSante. Ooh, I love Armand I like Armand DeSante. Now we're talking. I'm like, I'm back in. Yeah, you lost me at Jack Nicholson and brought me right back in with Armand DeSante. Skipped right over Danny DeVito and went right to Armand DeSante when I was listing cast Have you ever seen Judge Dredd? Isn't that a Myers Family classic? Myers Family Hall of Fame. Not as high up as Demolition Man, but but very high up. And there's a part where he and Sylvester Stallone are just like, (laughs) law, law. (laughs) You love that line. YouTube 
put together like a montage of it and it's really good <laughs> I, <laughs> Anyhow, also, I digress I love that they're meant to be uh brothers in that yeah <laughs> and they gave yeah. them both blue eye contacts and they're like yeah right. we've nailed this we don't need to do any more work here like they are definitely brothers <laughs> I, I love him and judge shreddy so bad oh so good wah, wah. i like judge shred i just don't like the bit where he's in the outlands and there's the cannibals living yeah out there. i don't love that either it's upsetting that's why demolition man takes it just like yeah just a little bit above yep uh oh um we have so like mom and dad watched a bit of this with us and apparently this is like a cavalcade of stars here <laughs> this episode like we don't i certainly didn't recognize <laughs> a lot of them but um they knew <clears throat> a lot of the actors and stuff that were in this episode so this is like still sort of early days where they're like it, it really is loads of like kind of i guess what would be big names at the time um, but the only person I really recognized was Horace Shack from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Lyle Wagoner, I think, was in the Carol Burnett show. Is that is that right? He's really handsome. He's and I just handsome, yeah. let me look him up because there's the Golden Girls where um, Dorothy has a recurring dream. And where she do you know what I'm talking about, Ashley, where she can't decide if she's going to end up with Sonny Bono or Lyle Wagoner? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and I like I weirdly don't, I don't like the episode because something weird happens with Rose. There was like other stuff that happens and it's, it, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I just, that part and she's like, please let it be. She like, even though I think Lyle Wagoner is super, super handsome, but um, she wants it to be Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> He is super handsome. I mean, it's funny he's only in like a second of the episode. I know, and then that they... to me was kind of a missed opportunity. Well, yeah, there's... Um... He's in a couple more. Horse Shack is only... I probably shouldn't call him that. Um, Ron, Ron Palillo is only in uh, one. But he... Um, but this is the thing. I used to watch so much Welcome Back, Connor. <laughs> that was a staple of Nick at Night when I... Yeah, when I was actively watching. I... like so much welcome back Connor like it like it is weird because it's like sometimes I'll think of the because I think that show has one of the best theme songs yeah it's really time. good and sometimes I'll hear it or I'll hear somebody sounds like it it's just like I'm like welcome back and Mark's like what is the show I'm like it's about a failed comedian who goes back to teach high school and he has to teach like the remedial class of five boys yeah <laughs> I think it's, it's five hog. the sweat hogs yeah and then it's like up your nose with a rubber hose. I was like, cruising for a bruise. I was like, Mark's just looking at me like, I think you've actually like lost your mind here. And then it's like, but it's, but for some reason it's so burned in my brain. And I don't even really associate it with John Travolta. Like it just feels like a, such a disconnect between like, I don't know. I, it's so weird. But yeah, that was a very um, formative show for me. <laughs> even though there are no female characters on that show apart from gabe kaplan's wife on the show yeah or well oh uh, yeah who's like just there to listen to his jokes which is i know it's rough, kind of a rough, rough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no offense gabe kaplan but anyhow 
I thought there was beef with him and the woman that played his wife, and that's why she left the show. But I don't uh, know. I mean, I'm sure he was. Oh, okay. yep. Here we go. It's on the internet, so I'm not just making this up. I want to keep this all in, and then I want us to segue nicely into <laughs> like all the other. Ter- well, yeah, because well, he didn't have. Did he do anything after this? I feel like he's been in a murder. She wrote. Who gave Kaplan? I'll, I don't ch- I'll check. Much after. I don't think so. I I think he might have been because the real stars of that show were the Sweat Hugs. Yeah, it was Fre- Freddie Boom Boom Washington. I liked him, and I like <laughs> Juan Epstein. Juan Epstein, I liked him. I think it's <laughs> no, Juan Epstein. The guy who plays Juan Epstein was also on Match Game. I liked him. See, In he past- was very funny. Yeah, I think he, well, Ron Palillo passed did, and so did Ron Palillo. Okay, yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. But yeah, no, this had a lot of famous people, you know, like, isn't it John Aston? And I mean, it was, oh, and the guy, the, the screenwriter. I love John Aston. Isn't that the guy from Swiss Family Robinson? Well, mom said he was also in Hawaii Five-0. Yeah. Although he's like, he's in it, but he's not in it. Like, well, and the lady that plays Eleanor, the costume maker, yeah. is in like I looked at her IMDb. I mean, she's in a million things. She's in the best years of our lives. She's in White Heat. She's in, I mean, loads of 1940s movies, uh, well, 50s. Then, and Eve played the blind sister on um Yeah. Little House on the <laughs> Honestly, as soon as I saw her, I went on her IMDb page. I was like, oh, of course, Mary. Yes, I do remember that from Little House on the Prairie. Not my favorite show, I have to say, but. No, mine, I didn't really like it either. Too serious. And boring. Um, <laughs> oh my God. We were watching an episode of was it Little House on the Prairie or was it Bonanza? One of the two. And it the premise of the episode was a child had got fallen down a well or something like that. And the rescue mission to get out of the well was the full hour of the show. I was like, this is like, nothing has happened. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. I was like, wow, this really, you know, they are not, they are expecting their audience to really hang in there. Yeah, that's a big ask. (laughs) My God, this is unrelated. You can like, one time I think it was an episode of the Waltons, which I didn't really like that much, but it was on and I was was a kid. And like a tree fell on the grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) When he died? He died? No, it's the problem is I've never gone back and rewatched that show and it was really traumatic. So I don't even really know if it was the Waltons. Or if it just fell on his leg. No, I thought it crushed him. There's no way the Waltons would have done that. I just don't know. And it was really, really traumatizing. Anywho. Those shows, honestly, though, like, because yeah, this one we watched, there was so much like crying of like the parents kind of crying. And you're like, wow, this is a this is really hard to watch actually. Like this is it anyways. And it's all, yeah, anyways. I can't, now I can't remember. I, I think it must've been Little House on the Prairie and not Bonanza. Cause I feel like Bonanza is a little clippier than that, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's Spencer's Mountain, Megan. Was where the grandpa gets smushed? Yeah, someone asked about it and said, is this from the Waltons or what happened? <laughs> just wanted to close the loop on that. I thought is that was the needed. username my name? <laughs> <laughs> 
Spencer's Mountain. It's with Henry Fonda. I don't know, but someone's like, there's this, you know, scene and he picks up a penny and then he cuts down the tree and it falls on him. Is this Walton's? And then no one answers him for like weeks. And he goes, bump, like bump it back up to the top of the thread. And someone goes, it sounds like Spencer's Mountain and it's a lovely film. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm done. I That's just it. remember being at dad's parents' house and that it was just on the TV in the background. And I thought, I was like, what is it? What did I just see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And you always blame the Waltons. I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Waltons was not a show I watched. Me neither. Nora cared to watch. Me neither. Oh, my I was God. A Green Acres lady. Oh my oh. God, I love Green Acres. <laughs> Glennis is ready to sign off. So yeah, yeah, I know, sorry. sorry. Let's go through the beep. Let's go through the beep. Sorry, sorry. Beep? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Wrap this up. Okay, here we go. Thunder, uh, episode beep. Thunder weather, no. Secret doors, closet hiding, no. Oh, oh, no, that's not true. Sorry, John Aston is hiding in um in Eve's closet. Because he's trying to put the button back on the majorette outfit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Although, what the plan was there? He was going to sew it back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he was only doing it to try to save his movie. It wasn't like he cared about her. No. Uh, poisoning, bludgeoning, bludgeoning. Phone wire cut, no. She's shaking, no. Window peep. I... I did struggle a bit with this one. I said Hernandez's office had a window in it. We're sort of peeping in through the window. Um, yeah. Fake name ID, no. The fuzz slash cop quirk we had, Mike Hernandez, who was also a writer slash screenwriter. So he was trying to work on getting his I like piece him. Sold. Yeah, he was fun. I like that he called her JB. I said that was their yeah. cop chemistry. Yeah, he was funny. He was funny. Businessy business, showbiz. Age ain't nothing but a number. Okay, so Ethan in this episode was 58. Eve was 22. And Scott was 33. Mm-hmm. Jerry Lidecker was 48. Mm, not great. Um, not great, but I feel like probably happened. Hollywood. It's Hollywood, yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Strainberg was 49. Uh, John Aston in this episode was 54. Marta Quintessa was 45. Alan Gebhardt was 47. Eleanor was 64. Norman Lester was 35. And Lieutenant Mike Hernandez was 44. So there we are. Jonathan Scale. Any Jonathans here that you can think of? No. Not really. You could say Eve might have been one, but she wasn't really, she didn't need any help as it turns out. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think none of them jumped out as a Jonathan to me. Okay. Petite feet, no. Smooches, wow, 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 wow. We had a few big timey smooches. So proper makeouts between Scott and Eve, both on screen for the, Corpse Dance at Midnight filming, but also when they're on the beach, I guess, filming a different scene where they have to make out. And they, like, won't stop making out, even though everyone's asking like, them to. Hey, guys, 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 stop. 
step step <laughs> so like it's so upsetting so don't uncomfortable they're like falling over Ugh. uh familial ties no eyes closed head shake we had an eyes closed nod so close yeah. enough fave outfit worst outfit i didn't actually write down a lot of notes about outfits i i mean everything that the uh people wore on set was kind of insane but i also really liked it i thought the costume design was good you know marta did a very good job Marta. Um, <laughs> I, I did also like jessica's pink and white like sort of silky belted mm. dress um in terms of worst outfits um anything that the main guy wore was just his hair really the blonde guy no the like shellacked the bad guy the guy who died oh oh, oh yeah why decker and his um fake tan yeah <laughs> okay uh megan what do you think um, my favorites were I really liked Marta wore a purple pantsuit that I liked in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point in my notes, I wrote her as Martessa. Which, you know what? <laughs> I love that. But I'll leave it. Um, Jessica at one point was wearing like a white and blue striped shirt over a white skirt that I really liked. And you know what? I didn't really have that many bad ones. So I don't really think I have any. Ashley, what do you think? Um, I liked all the outfits mentioned. I also liked Jessica's sweater and denim top, dark jeans at the beginning of the episode. And then not an outfit, but I really liked the neon graveyard. I thought it looked really cool on screen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ashley, I totally agree. I love neon. And this all makes me think that like, I didn't get to appreciate it enough at the time because like even the episode last week had some awesome neon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it sounds like most of what I'm going to say, everybody sort of said Marta's purple jumpsuit, Jessica's sort of beige floaty blouse at the end. I like Dave's drum majorette outfit. I thought that looked really nice. <laughs> I'm surprised she wanted to change it. Um, <laughs> and the only worst outfit I had was Norman's brown suit. I thought it was kind of boring but yeah yeah I mean but I guess it fit the character so you know I can't be too mad about it all right Megan biggest hunk I mean it feels rough because he's hardly in it but I I think I have to go Lyle Wagner okay I think he's so handsome but like he he's barely there (laughs) okay Clintus um Samantha Egger okay Ashley Egger Egger um yeah I would do Samantha Edgar Eager too I was gonna I might have picked um Melissa Sue Anderson who plays Eve but I think I'm gonna do um Martessa Martessa (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lidecker I think John Saxon's very handsome. He, he, he is, is very handsome. I know he always kind of plays bad guys, but mm-hmm. I think he's a handsome guy. You can't help yourself. <laughs> I can't help myself. You're right, Ashley. All right, Ashley, JB Burns. Um, so let's see. I had a few written down. 
Do, 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 do. I mean, Jenny was Johnny and he didn't take his shirt off in 200 pages. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the other one when, which felt very pointed was when she's talking to the screenwriter. Is that John MacArthur? Mm-hmm. James MacArthur. James Sorry. MacArthur, yeah. And she says, perhaps you'd prefer a diet soda. Like when he's reaching, isn't he reaching for the champagne? Mm. And he said he just recently got sober. Um, and then Ron Palillo, when he says, I'm not a murder lawyer, I'm in entertainment. <laughs> Something like that. And it just was really, I thought that was really cute. For a second, I thought you the diet soda thing was because she was saying he was. <laughs> he needed to cut back. Oh, no. And yeah. <laughs> then I get, I was like, all right, no, now I understand what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, Jessica's like, diet (laughs) just kidding i'm just kidding well because when he reaches for the champagne i thought did he do it like is he not did he not have any issues was he a big phony baloney wow she caught him she she caught him uh okay glennis what about you um I like they weren't burns but I liked when Jessica goes heavens I think I'm under arrest so good (laughs) And then when the cop says, frankly, JB, you've been upgraded from a good suspect to a prime suspect. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. Megan, what about you? I mean, I had to laugh when she's schooling Eve at the end and is like, I'm no expert, but even I know that real drinkers don't mix scotch with um, diet Coca-Cola. Or was it regular Coca-Cola? It was diet, yeah. Yeah, and so that made me laugh. Yeah, because that sounds gross. That sounds pretty gross. <laughs> um, I had a couple of lines. I liked that she was banned from the lot as a disruptive influence. I thought that was very <laughs> funny. Um, I liked when Ethan said, that's all right, you're not disturbing me, when she was trying to type while he was banging on her sink. <laughs> um, and there were a couple more. I liked when Jerry said, nothing personal, I don't return anyone's calls. So I thought that was very funny. And then the last one was Jessica saying about the movie that that whoever wanted a success, even a dreary secondhand success. It's like, God, that is so much shade of this movie. Shady. Okay. Megan, who is your favorite guest star? I think I'll go I'll go Samantha Eggers. Okay. But I really liked Lieutenant Hernandez too. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? I'm going to go Ron Palillo. Oh, yeah, he was good too. Shoot. Okay. I liked him a lot. Glennis, what about you? Uh, Lieutenant Hernandez. Okay. I think I'm going to go Ron Palillo as well. I thought he was very funny. All right. Glennis's guess. Who'd you guess? Martessa. (laughs) Martessa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, it was between her and Eve, but ended up being Eve. That was close. I mean, she did used to live at the at the beach <laughs> well, house. Yeah, I was like, oh, is it that? Is it the you know other dude? But that was wrong. Close guess. Okay, we're on to fave moment overall ranking. Now, does anybody else have anything they want to add before we get onto this bit? I would like to add that Scott <laughs> didn't 
feel that he should have to wear body makeup because his body was so perfect as it was. And I felt for him in that. I just sort of felt like, yeah, why are they making him cover up himself when he's so proud of his body? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't John Aston also say, yeah, your tan looks great or something after that? (laughs) No, I know. Or does he say something about his tan? I can't remember. <laughs> he was he was so awful. And then this girl had gone to all this. I mean, I know she killed a person and that's bad, but it's like she'd gone to all this effort to protect this guy that wasn't even interested in her. Mm-hmm. Like that's so depressing. Yeah. I know that guy I feel like always plays kind of a like a like a bad guy. What do I know him from? He was in another, I think, let me just double check. I think he's in the murder she wrote where she goes to school, not her college, but, um, and the professor, the female professor, the head of college is like actually a romance novelist, but is pretending that her daughter wrote the books. And I think he's mm-hmm. the like boyfriend of the daughter. Oh mm-hmm. my God, that's right. Does he have a mustache in that episode? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's him. He's a man that should always have a mustache. I feel like that is just suits that sort of yeah. the characters he plays. <laughs> He's in Melrose Place too, it looks like. Oh. Because huh. hmm. <laughs> he is handsome, but something about him being like, they, they, he always plays like a dirtbag kind of. Yeah. In terms of John Saxon, what's the most famous thing he's been in? I think Nightmare on, I mean, I would say Nightmare on Elm Street, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. Okay. He's also been in Melrose Place. <laughs> was he bad in that? I don't know. I, Is I he bad as the cop? I can't really remember the police in Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I thought he's her dad. I, you know, he's her I, stepdad I, or something, right? Oh, no, yeah, he is. He's her dad. But I don't think he's bad or anything. That movie's messed up. It really is. Have you ever gotten to the end of it, Glennis? Have you ever watched it? No. Glennis doesn't like scary movies. I don't like scary movies. There's uh, a real twist and it's horrible. <laughs> Spoilers. Okay. Um, all right. Fave moment overall ranking. Oh yeah, Glennis, we got a guess for you. Uh, what do I think she thought of this? Of Hooray for Homicide. It's hard to know. Early one. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? You're normally right about these things. Um, I don't know. I couldn't get a gauge. I'd say, a, I want to <laughs> say four again. I always want to say four. I'm going to guess seven. I'm going to say five. That was my other guess was a five. Oh, I can't. Hey! Oh. I mean, I'm happy that I got it right, but I'm sad that you gave it a five. <laughs> it's, it's always hard, especially if we watch two back to back. It's the second episode. I get so sleepy. <laughs> I don't have like a, you know, super concrete scoring system. It's sort of, you know, finger in the air, see which way the wind blows in this moment. I am, I like, would love for there to be an episode that like blows you out of the water, but it's like, it's hard to get, it's hard to know one that I'm just like in stitches. Like, I feel like you will like the Grady's wedding one, but it's also one of those things where it's like, 
you know, Petrified Florist is kind of madcap as well, but that was sort of like maybe not till the end. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to know. I am a, a fickle lady. <laughs> okay, Ashley. Oh, wait, what's your favorite moment? Sorry, I always forget that bit because we guess oh, on yours. Um, I, I really liked when she um, put Eve under the, the outdoor shower. The shower. Lady, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Oh, so I love that they have an outdoor shower. Me too. And like, how did Jessica know it was there? It felt like in the bushes. Yeah. All beachfront properties have an outdoor shower. You don't want tra- sand traipsing into the house. True. It's so true. <laughs> All right, Ashley, what about you? Fave moment, overall ranking. Um, I like the moment when Jessica's crawling around in the graveyard looking for the gold button. <laughs> and Lieutenant Hernandez <laughs> is being sassy with her. Um, but I also like the moment that Glennis just mentioned with... Um, Eve and putting her under the water, just a dash of cold water. Um, overall ranking, I'd say, and I actually really like this episode. I'd say an eight. Okay. Megan, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to say eight. And I, yeah, I like the graveyard scene a lot. And I like the closing scene at the, um, the beach house. I'm going to give this one a seven. I really like it. Um, And I think my favorite moment is the dance sequence in the movie with the neon tombstones and that bit, which I know I didn't understand the reference to the title of the book, but I still enjoyed it (laughs) on its own. I can appreciate it uh, as a standalone piece of art that I enjoyed. Um, and I do like this episode. I think it's a good, I sort of, I'm always kind of surprised this is a season one episode because it feels so like established, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but, um, but it's really good. And at some point, I guess we'll have to do the first two, but I was saying that we, I thought we should have, we should do those as the last two episodes of this podcast, but then I realized we can't because then we have another episode later on that is based on the first two episodes, which we can't watch in isolation really for Glennis. Do you know which one I mean, Megan? The return of dot, dot, dot. Oh yeah, so good. So yeah, anyways, so that changed my mind. Anyways. That's it for us for this week. Thank you all very much for listening and we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.